Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to episode 421 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How you going, fellas? Better if your fucking technological fucking issues weren't present. Oh, sounds like it's, yeah. Seems like fucking nerd right. of the group and you can't get your shit yeah, together. Look, at the end of the day, it takes a lot of fucking string and a lot of tin cans to be able to pull you into a fucking episode all the way up through the Darren Lockyer way. And up to the, the, the fucking, the, the mountain wasteland known as Toowoomba. Mountain <laughs> Oh, fuck, that is going to get a workout. <laughs> so, I repeat my question. How you going, fellas? Great, thanks. Get hype. <laughs> get hype. It's another episode. It's exciting. I mean, yeah, fucked up round. The most, the most dour one of the group, and you're not the, in lockdown. Me? Yeah. How am I down? I just said I was great. Yeah, but you didn't say you were great. You didn't say it like you meant it. You just sort of said it like, you know. Fucking, like, you try being a West Tiger supporter and do cartwheels when ask, some can't ask you how you are. That's true. You're in, you're living in a state of perpetual a, emotion, emotional <laughs> lockdown. A, I'm not built for cartwheels. <laughs> B, I'm a West Tigers fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, it, yeah. it was a strange old round of football. I mean, given that we had we had a couple of games off the off the top, and then it was like, was oh, it shit. strange or was it exactly the same as it's always been? Well, up until yeah, the, Friday, up until the Friday, results exactly weren't. The yeah, but then we had that situation on Saturday where it's like, well, you know, I was I was geared up to go and see a fucking game, like a, as close as an NRL game could ever be played to my place. Wrong. Mm. That shit's cancelled. Cancelled all the Sunday games, pushed them over to Monday, took all the Saturday games, pushed them on to Sunday. But we didn't know until like Saturday night that they were even going to be on Sunday or was the rest of the round to be cancelled or, you know, pushed back a week. Just a, it was a, it was a tumultuous time in the game. Mm. And now yes. uh, as it stands, all that good NRL action that, you know, Queensland based supporters were looking forward to is completely fucked. And they're playing all the games, uh, probably for the rest of the year, I reckon, uh, at, at Suncorp without crowds. Crowdless. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, our, our glory time is over. I think it, what, lasted three games in yeah. Queensland, I think. I think I had the one down at, yeah, so the Dragons down the Gold Coast and the Tigers. Was there another one? can't remember. Maybe fuck no, it was two. Fuck, it was only two. It was games. only two. Jesus Christ. Mm. Yeah, because the last one was to be this round coming. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, it. so yeah. So it's it's a, it's, it's the ultimate. Yeah. You know, the you know, hey, positive news. All the games are going to be played out of Queensland probably till the end of the season. Mm. Except and now you, you can't fucking go to any of them. 
<laughs> and it probably now all but certainly means that it's a Melbourne Grand Final. <clears throat> Possibly, I saw so. I, I, and this is my this is my fault for doing it, but I kept a, I kept a KO running after the Manly game last night, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought because maybe they might show the press conferences on the TV, and I wouldn't have to worry, you know, go through the app later to find it and watch it. But uh, it, then it went on to the show, you know, with Vonnie and fuckhead and the other fuckhead and you know Kent and bars and all and oh my god <laughs> the fuckhead and the other fuckhead I've avoided I've, I have avoided this I've avoided this show like the fucking plague because you just know that from the, the the parts that make up your machine you know it's a piece of shit machine but yeah Kent was going he's saying oh now that you know now Queensland because of the way that they sort of cancelled those games on the Saturday and sort of you know locked down the, the NRL and and you know had to be you know very quickly negotiated to to keep the round going. That's it. They've done you know they've they've done their dash, and now it should go to now now the grand final should go to Victoria. Oh for fuck's sake! And then so hang on, he's saying that it's some sort of thing where the NRL would be punishing Queensland. Well, he'd be saying that they they would be yeah they'd be getting because Queensland. You know, disrespected the NRL or like you oh, know, or, fuck or, pun- or, or punished the NRL by by in a lockdown emergency lockdown situation that was only decided on the Saturday morning that it was going to be locked down on Saturday four PM because they like to do that and uh, <laughs> they've sort of you know they've done that they, they haven't supported the NRL adequately despite the fact that all the games like the, the games last year for pe- tre- you know, periods of time oh. and games la- and games just you know last month for example so yeah and like it's funny though like Buzz Rossville he was kind of the other way he was like well no you know Queensland you know they've they've, uh, they've hosted the game up here you know they deserve it I thought wow but I guess when it's a battle of two fuckheads I mean you oh. know you, I guess you're inclined yeah. to, one of them is probably going to be the, the side that you'd fall on I guess if they're too <laughs> if they're too diametrically opposed fuckheads legit I believe I strongly believe that that show is closest in you know how like there's always those surprising animal relations where it's like you know do you know that a fucking zebra is more closely related to an octopus than it is a horse <laughs> like all, all of that sort of stuff yeah yeah what the that fuck? show, well, you know, there's, there's surprising um, evolutionary twists. So. Yeah. I really exactly feel like situation. I, I feel exa- like we need to get back to CNC. Analogy, man. Um, I watched a fucking show the other day. Do you know there are crabs and there are fake crabs? The whole fucking evolutionary branch of shit that used to be a lobster didn't want to be a crab. But then after it missed the fucking crab boat, decided, fuck, that looks all right, and evolved into something like a crab. And now they're not crabs. They're called fake crabs. Just, fucking fascinating. So I don't but, want to be a lobster anymore. I might just park up here in Jay's pubic region. Ha, ha, ha. What would they live in, Glenn? Thanks to our sponsor. Manscaped. What would they live in? Use code Brilliant. to save 20% and get free shipping. Uh, set him up. You got a spot. <laughs> My nether regions are a fucking tundra. <laughs> <laughs> fucking um, barren. So, you, so, so, so the, the, the point is, do you, do you guys have any particular thought at the moment? Like you know, right now, weeks and weeks out, like a month, you know, almost two months out, I suppose. What have, I was going to say was that show is more closely related to fucking that wrestling stuff 
than any other actual form of television. I am now almost certain that when any issue comes up, they get two of them on there and they go, righty-o. Yeah. You know, he tonight you're arguing for this and you're going to run at him and fucking yell and scream at him about this. And that's how they handle all of these issues. Because if you notice, the next day, all of their media and all of their clickbait shit doesn't actually revolve around anything they've said. Duh, it's fucking clickbait. It's always, uh, you know, angry Rothfield yeah, yeah, berates mm, yeah. Paul Kent. Yep. Yep. So the art- the articles, you know, a lot of the time it doesn't even have what they're arguing about. It's just they had a disagreement. Yep. Tune in to see the fucking men argue. Yep. Um, it is as fucking simple as the revenue they get from television for the grand final, they're going to get. Yes. There is additional revenue opportunity from ticketed seating. Mm-hmm. And if Queensland come back and say, we've loved having you here, but you can't have fans at the grand final, they it's say- It's an easy decision. They, no worries at all. Um, we appreciate that. We need the 80,000 people to turn up and we can have that in Melbourne. Yeah. I mean, if, so it, if it became a situation where Queensland was on lockdown and people could go to the games, whether they had yep. to be a master at the games like we did last week or not, is yeah, yeah. that's beside the point. But if you could, if, if you could have one hundred percent capacity, you know what? Even if you could have a seventy five capacity, seventy five percent capacity SunCorp, yeah, I reckon if you could get any amount of fans into SunCorp yes. under under whatever the conditions of COVID are at the exact yep. time, I think they'd take it. Yes, overtaking it to Melbourne. So. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. It remains to be seen. There's a long time to go. Absolutely nothing to do with who likes who and have they supported us and and have they done this. Yeah. Um, it's a fucking financial decision and it was made fucking based on whatever the biggest financial gain is going to be yeah. regardless of where it is. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. The game's lost enough at the end of the day through this whole COVID situation last year um, and, and how this season's trending. Um you know, with the they've had to take um, diminished funds on the on the TV rights, etc. As a result, they're already they're in in the hole to some degree, and just playing it at Suncorp because it's rugby league heartland in front of no one makes zero financial sense whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, that's it. The un- like the only reason I think that there will be an issue is if Melbourne says, "Okay, you're coming out of Queensland." You need a two-week isolated quarantining period. Yeah, I'm not sure they would put their players in a situation where they can't train for two weeks directly before a grand final. Mm. I yeah. think that'd be the only consideration in terms of effective final product, where they'd go, "Oh fuck!" Because if we do that, then we'd probably have to give them at least a week, maybe ten days, before, like make-up training time. Yeah, yeah. Um, then, then we're looking at having our fucking grand final a month after we normally would. That that becomes a decision. But apart from that sort of condition, that it's all money. Yeah, yeah. But I guess we'll see what happens anyway. I, I am. Um, you what? Sorry. No, no, no. It's right. fucking tangent. Yeah, games. Anyway, let's hit the games. Uh, get through these because due to all that COVID stuff. Yeah, the games didn't finish until, you know, sort of 10 p.m. 
on Monday night. So this is the latest we've ever done this episode uh, so far this season. Uh, Thursday night's game, uh, the Roosters 28 defeated the Eels nil at uh, BB Print Stadium in Mackay. The Roosters 28 came through tries to Josh Morris, uh, Tupanua, Walker, Tupo, Manu, uh, Kieran, three goals, uh, Sam Walker, a goal, and the Eels, nothing. Not a fucking thing. Fuck all. Where's your king now? <laughs> I think if if not for Tom Trebojevic's brilliance um, so far this season, I think Tedesco would be making a pretty and any is anyway making a pretty strong case for for the Daily M. Um, copped a bit of flack through the Origin series for trying to do it all himself, but certainly with the way the Rooster season has gone, um, that philosophy is is holding the team in good stead given the troops that have fallen down around him and um this game he was he was fucking everywhere in attack and defense he was you know a couple of seasons ago he was untouchable everything he did turned to gold and and I think um maybe the way Tom's playing has probably taken some of the gloss off Tedesco but um his, his game is changing with the increased leadership capacity he has at the Roosters, certainly this season as well, but he's playing some fucking outstanding footy. Looking I think once, it, once the Roosters get troops back, I think I think his role will go back to more like the way he was. Yeah, I agree. I think. I mean, I mean at the mm. moment, it's just a case of he sort of, he feels like he has to do everything into it, you know, and I guess he does have to do a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just to take it, take the you know the bit of the burden off the you know young, very inexperienced halves. halves. Mm. Yeah, it is interesting. It's just obvious how much Parramatta are struggling offensively. Yeah, when you look over that game, possession was fifty fifty. You know, yeah. the, it was a couple of sets in favour of the Roosters that that were actually completed, but for them to have essentially the same opportunity with the football and come up at such a disparity on the scoreboard. Mm. That's very, very concerning. The, the Roosters were good, don't get, don't get me wrong. But you've got to remember as well, the first half for both teams was was below par. Mm. Yeah. Well, the first like sort of what, 15, 20 minutes, I think it was, it was just disgraceful. Yeah. Both ways. So so these the the bulk of those points are in the second half, or the bulk of the, the impact of those points is in the second half. Um, this year, fuck, I don't know. It, has it been such a thing before, like mainly without Tommy? You know, one player um, is is the Moses effect, and I'm not at all saying that Moses is is in the the stratosphere of where Tommy is in terms of quality of player. But is the impact of a key player like that bigger these days? Is there something that's changed in the game where there's such a structure and there's there's such a, a set amount of play that taking a key pin out of that has such catastrophic offence? I think I, just, I I think it speaks more to the way to just the the eels are kind of down at the moment anyway, and Moses has has a good enough kicking game maybe to get them out of the shit a little bit and allow them to kind of turn games around somewhat for themselves. But there were, there was periods was it last year or was it start of this year where where Moses was out and um and they they were fine. They were ser- yeah, they were serviceable. As in, you noticed that yeah. he wasn't there in terms of game management. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, interesting. Um, on the socials, Bennett in the Facebook group said Moses is the Eels turbo. Who knew? Indeed. 
Uh, Stephen said, if that shit dick haircut doesn't make Gutherson look like a cunt, his attitude towards his teammates sure does. So does that segue us into the uh, the Gutho spray? What's your take on that? Look, I I like players that are passionate and you know and and show some leadership in that. But calling guys you know spastics and 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 you know there there is you know there are negative things you can say to players that you know sort of you know like a, that are more motivational and like the fire them up more. Then you know, yeah, you know, what the fuck? Well, I can't remember what he said. What did he say? To, uh, he, he said, to, "What did he say to Arthur's kid?" He said, he said, he said something. You know, what the fuck are you doing? You spastic or something like that. Nice, nice kick. Yeah, nice, yeah, nice kick. <laughs> like, wow. and and like that shit is not this. That's not the way that you pump up, especially like young, especially you know, players, a young guys yeah. played a handful, handful of first of games. games. Yeah, like, come <laughs> on. Yeah, and then. And then the Opacek one, what what did he say to Opacek? He was just like, what the... It, it was just, fuck me, you dumb cunt. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Fuck me, you dumb cunt. Like, if... <laughs> like, no, which, that, that, that's suitable, you know, in, a, in at least one of the people on this show, that's suitable parenting language. But, <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> as far as I know, Gutho's never even been to Toowoomba. <laughs> And and I say this no. You are a fool. fucking cock. <laughs> Stop proving his point. I'm, he's not my fucking child, and if he was, I'd wait. <laughs> wait, that would be proving his point. <laughs> um, and to be frank, like I I have had um, you know lots of instances where words that I used to use have have become no longer acceptable. Yeah, because of how hurtful they can be to certain sections of the community. Correct. Yeah, you know? and as I have matured, when? I now care exactly zero about losing those words. You know, there there, mm-hmm. there was you start off on the thing of well, oh, it's only a word, or I'm not saying it about them, or I'm you know whatever yeah, it is yeah, when, yeah. when you're young and fucking stupid. Yeah. But I think the fact that a word like that is still in his vocabulary. So it, that that's pretty fucking concerning, hey. For that's for somebody lucky. who's supposed to be a leader, I just I feel like in a in a on field sports sports player's position, and considering the fact that, yeah, like Leighton Hewitt very publicly went through it, like must have been fifteen years ago. Like there's an there's an example on the board for a mic'd up athlete mm. that would make you think maybe. Maybe think twice, but well, yes, especially all the work the game does, you know, with with special needs kids. Mm-hmm. You know how how many people in the game or who were in the game um, have kids on the spectrum, or or have associations with foundations to help kids with with different difficulties and disabilities, and then that one comes out. So. Yeah, look, I mean, yeah, look, look, whatever he said. I just, I, the, the angle that I'm more interested in is what happens in the video sessions, what happens in the sheds after. Mm. I mean, because especially when the, the coach is his dad. I was going to say yeah. one of there one are, of these is ways, the coach's son, by the way. There are ways to wind. There are ways to wind up players and sort of let them know that they've done something wrong and that or they need to be better, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, and then there's and then there's what Gutho did. And like, I don't think you know Tom Wapchek is another problem. Yeah, he's a player that's you know got problems in his life. Like, what was it? Was it like last week when his brother died, or was it like the week before? And like, I don't, 
I don't think getting getting sprayed on the field mm. by, by you know, the yes. so-called leader of the team, yeah. king of yeah. the team, uh, some would say. Yeah, yep. Winston said Eels will be lucky to be in the eight with their finals run. Considering how bad the Roosters are with the injury, for the Eels to be scoreless is embarrassing. That is mm. true. Yeah, well, the Eels will be in there. They'll be in, they'll be in the eight easily just because of the fact that there's almost like a, a there's a four. I think there's a four game uh, break between. Sixth and seventh. Yeah. So there's yeah. just no way these teams and these teams are playing each other and cannibalizing each other too. So so they're not going to drop out of the eighth. But I mean, they they could be sixth. Yeah. Very easily. Very easily. Uh, Jason on Twitter, who's uh, at Jasonical underscore, said Eels were crap. Roll some heads. Fuck. Desperate talk. Um, Andrew RLP on Twitter said Moses kicks to the corner deny Parramatta a narrow loss. That's very true, Nate. You alluded that before. They did miss Moses's uh, game management. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, like they, they were always going to lose that this game. I think. I mean, mm. the Roosters were they were just they were really good. Mm. I mean, you know, they're reaping the benefits of of a season long blooding process that mm. they've been forced to undertake through to injuries to experienced players, and it's going to and it's going to bring the development. Like, I, I don't think I can't think of any of those young players that they've had to bring forward uh, prematurely. I can't think of any of them that have been destroyed by the process. No. Yeah, that's it. Which means they're going to—they're reaping the benefits. You know, they're going to reap the benefits far earlier than they ordinarily would have. Yeah, presumably. Um, um, and finally, Holmes underscore Ryan on Instagram said, "Fuck me, this first half completion rate. Have we time traveled back to Monday Night Footy 2016?" <laughs> yeah, oh, the good old days. It's inevitable. <laughs> the pub slot game. As we move on, the uh, the Warriors eighteen. To feed the West Tigers 16 at Suncorp Stadium. <laughs> and you did not travel down the mountain to this one, did no, you? Correct. Lenny? I did not. Thank fuck for that. Um, we, yeah, because <laughs> I, w- I would have had to have been there for an offload, mate. Uh, the, uh, the Warriors 18, they had double to you and Aiken. Uh, Bunny off all with try. Reese Walsh, three of three conversions. The Tigers tries to Noffa, Dewey, and Umbai with Dewey, two of three conversions. What say you, Glenny? Explain fucking this. How do you explain it? That, like, that's a I, bridge I too far. I, I don't how, know. Do I, yeah. how can you ask me to explain that? I, I think one thing you've got to take into consideration is that the universe understands what it needs to happen and it also has a fucking sense of humour because this game was lost by Luke Brooks's arm <laughs> being too long. <laughs> And never <laughs> would I think that I would hear anyone, let alone you, utter those that words. T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fucking kangaroo arm of death. Um, Cannot lift a forkful of food to his own mouth. <laughs> struggles. Can somehow touch a bouncing ball. Struggles to press the sheets off himself in the morning. <laughs> but, uh, yes. Uh, fucking absolutely diabolical, diabolical, disgusting performance from the Tigers. Um, Look, listen, the first half, though, is kind of what you expected. Maybe a little bit lower than what you expected, but, I mean, that was, it was like two tries the to sign, The signs were there, though. You could see there was a level of, I think, the Warriors, when they realised what was happening and what the Tigers were and what state of mind the Tigers were in, I think the Warriors got their tails up and that's they sensed 
that the game was there to be taken um, because it was definitely a listless, um, disinterested. Again, they're playing, you know, despite what everyone's saying from Pasco all the all the way through the playing group, Maguire, etc. There's enough signs there that tell me they're a side that's playing to try and get their coach sacked, and I don't even know that they're good enough to do that. So it just seems like it's just going to continue. It's it's fucking atrocious. What's the numbers? What's the numbers on how many coaches that playing group has been through? And I'm not talking about the Tigers in general, right? Mm. But if Madge is for most of these guys their first Tigers coach or second Tigers coach, mm. you, you'd probably give them the benefit of the doubt, and you put that down to well. Unfortunately, the way that the the sport works, as much as I think it's fucking stupid, is that players have guaranteed contracts mm. under a salary cap, and coaches don't. But you have so to apply co- more context, given it's the Tigers and what. But I'm saying had. the coach is always going to be the easy way out. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but if, for for any of these guys, is is he like their third Tigers coach? Because by that oh, stage, oh, you have Brooks, to you've got, like, Brooks you've got, would have been through Taylor Potter. And now I'm yeah, a it's guys, like, it's guys like Brooks that I mean, but then you've got guys like Mumbai and stuff who are only brought in during Cleary and Cleary. Oh, left. and Cleary, yeah. So Brooks, you know, he he you know he left though, so he doesn't mm. fall into the. And they you know, also God, didn't God, get God rid of him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, no, this is like Maguire would be a lot of these guys. You know, Luke Brooks is is an exception. Noff is an exception. Little, but yeah, I mean, but you know, Little alone, who's who's the reserve grade coach? I mean, that's. He, That's yeah. how he coaches. He's been coming since Tim Sheens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, mostly you'd say that most of them are kind of cleary onwards, except with a couple of the more senior guys like Brooks and Noffer. Mm. And I'm trying. I'm trying. Maybe we should call little. We should start calling little Tantra because he's always almost coming, but never quite there. <laughs> you could say that about every reserve grade Tantra I've ever fucking had since I've known you. I, I'm more, I'm more like Kama Sutra. Like nobody understands how he's in that fucking position. <laughs> I love it. Keep making jokes like that because it makes me stop having to talk about this fucking game. Um, the saddest, the saddest reality of all is it wasn't surprising the way the game panned out and and to ultimately lose it. Um, and in some ways, when I saw how they were playing and and their body language. And what they were doing, there's a part of me that's like, this This is how this is going to play out, which is pretty fucking ordinary. Um, but again, and year after year, this is, this is an opportunity, a team that's down, severely down on personnel, down on uh, motivation. Uh, Seemingly put the queue in the rack for the first team this year to put the queue in absolutely. the rack. Absolutely. And we lose to them when... We ain't really beat them, the dogs twice, and maybe jag one other game, a couple other results, and we could squeak into the could squeak into the eight theoretically. Yeah, <clears throat> and the first hurdle, and uh, oh, I don't think we fall over it and it breaks and goes up our ass. 
I don't think this loss rules you completely out. I mean, because you do have the two games against the Dogs, and, like, uh, and, yeah, you're, not no. that, and you're not that far out of the picture. I mean, there's enough games left. I think being the West Again, Tigers rules you completely yeah, out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, thank you. But the, way <laughs> the, way the way they're playing absolutely rules them out. Yeah, I agree. At the moment. I agree. But the you know what? You know, sorry, oh, sorry, before you start, mate. No, go for it. Go for it. You know what's going to happen, though, is that they'll win a couple of those games and we'll get all the way down... <laughs> Fair enough, we'd probably pencil the Penrith game in uh, for a legitimate loss. Um, but we're going to get down to the last fucking round and maybe we need to win by X amount of points or only have to win to make the eight. <laughs> I know we, we joke about the club um, being, being a meme club. And rightfully so, yes. But... There was a year's worth, there was a season's worth of fucking blooper reel-esque highlights in that game. Mm. Like the short dropout. Oh. The, the, the... With the old 90-91 Roy Simmons try to fucking steal it. <laughs> um yeah, the, and it was um, like heritage round or something, wasn't it? It was like it was like oh, 90s round, round or something. It was like yeah, yeah some retro round, so they so go right 90s, back to 91. Yeah. Although, again, what a fucking... You and Aiken, Roy Simmons. But what identical. a fucking poor schedule. <laughs> what, what in this round yeah. had anything of significance from the 90s? Yeah, fuck all. You know? The uh, theme the theme of the episode of the Matty John show, that's all I saw. Mm. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, you know, that, uh, you know, no one at dummy half. Yeah. Brooks. At, uh, Brooks. At the, unforgivable. The Brooks thing was like I'm not going to say that was like a blooper reel situation. That was like you know the the kick coming straight at him and he sort of is regathered at speed. You know, like yeah, that's that, only a blooper. That reel. happens every game. Yeah, that that's only a blooper reel because him run, running the length of the field <laughs> like a Again, little fucking mid for the hero. second time this season to win the game. This is the that's the best <laughs> bit. He goes length of the field two times this year to win the game with a try, and both of them are called back and they lose the game. Um. Yeah, but that that sort of thing. How does that group turn up and face each other at training this week? We have to wonder. Little little looked fatigued, and he he was obviously fucking struggling. And Maguire left him out there, and I know it's everybody's job to get to dummy half as as fucking required, but. First and foremost, it's the dummy half's job to get to dummy half, especially when you're attacking the line. And you would yep. think that you would have your nine there because most teams, maybe not the Tigers, most teams when you're fucking a metre and a half away from the fucking line or less are putting in some sort of attacking shape or structure to try and score points against the opposition, which is kind of what you're out there for, you fucking cunts. Maybe get so, the yeah. dummy half to dummy half for fuck's sake. And then secondarily, the fallback position then is if the hooker is somehow indisposed and he's like, you know, hasn't picked himself off the ground from, you know, mm. passing the ball to the guy that's Anyone, someone, get in there. The centre, fucking anybody, just get in there. How does Robbie yeah. Farrow not put himself there? Maybe it's all his exactly. fault. Do you understand what we've been saying? That it's the West Tigers had a massive issue with their nine and having an issue with their nine is what's made the Blues a game. <laughs> but, 
the universe provides. Stephen <sighs> in the Facebook group said, no dummy half on the last chance play. That's the most Tigers thing I've seen for quite a while. Hayden said, and the degenerate match medal for the worst match of the season goes to. What a fucking degenerate game we witnessed. It had everything. I was thoroughly entertained. I, I, I refuse to accept that. No dummy half, knock-ons, stripping of the balls, absolute fucking brain snaps of plays. How the fuck could you lose? Oh, wait, it's the Tigers. If Tiger Town doesn't win a Logie this year, I don't know what will. <laughs> I was waiting for a disrespectful field goal. Insert Luke Brooks. The disrespectful field goal that didn't even come close. Hang your fucking head, jersey, and team in shame, you pack of cunts. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That sounds like fucking Glenn Blakely on Twitter. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Said Luke Brooks with another length of the field no try was my favourite moment of this game. Closely followed by the dropout to give the Warriors a winning try. Uh, at Heron Jam on Twitter. Said I bet that's the last app of Tales from Tiger Town. We see Maguire should be sacked tonight. Brooks moves on to the next dead coach. Um, Mr. Light a Candle, the biggest tiger. Said glad we can give the Warriors some joy in these challenging times. Oh, fuck me dead, mate. I love you. <laughs> But just stop. <laughs> um, the most apt review of this game from our good friend uh, at One-Eyed Tiger, uh, who's changed his name to One-Eyed Cardinal. I don't know if that's better or worse. Said, simply, in all caps, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> broken. He's broken. And as fitting, we'll give the last word on this one to uh, at King Levius, who said, some say they were playing for RTS. Some say they were playing to break the six-game losing streak, but I know the boys left it all out on the field for me tonight. This has been a happy birthday. Hashtag Tales from Levy Land. Hashtag Fuck the Broncos. Hashtag We Will Miss You, Roger. And like earlier you said, uh, Jay, you know, how, do, how do the players face each other after this performance? And uh, I can't answer what I can't answer how, but what I can answer is this. We're going to find out. Because it's going to be on an episode of Tiger Town <laughs> in the months to come, so we're going to get to see this game replayed again in in highlight form. Plus, Madge yelling out to stop the game. Plus, what has to be said in the sheds after that shit fight? I can't fuck. I cannot fucking wait. I'm looking forward to it. after the two games. After the episodes that cover the two games, Manly flogged them. This is the most anticipated episode of the of the whole series. I'm waiting to see because if if Madge isn't absolutely almost having a fucking brain aneurysm over it, I don't know. You know, I don't know what to, you know, I don't know what to think. Um, also on Friday night, the Broncos 37 defeated the Cowboys 18. At Suncorp, the uh, Broncos 37 came through tries to um, Asako, Glenn, Brody Croft, Jordan Ricky, and a double to Katoni Staggs. Uh, Asako, five of six conversions and a penalty goal. Gamble with the field goal. Cowboys 18 tries to Granville, Dearden, and Feltz. Drink water with two conversions and a penalty. Much I will say one thing. Tyson Gamble has come... like He... he He's not a talented player. He's not the most talented player. He's a competitor, though. But he is a fucking he. But he is a footballer mm. and a fucking competitor yeah. to the extreme. Mm-hmm. He's he may be the best version of like that Travis Burns type player. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's. He's a he's an athlete, and he's and his fitness is up there. But I I don't think he was blessed with God given rugby league talent. Um, but he. Fucking can put himself in a game, and 
he can make an error and it doesn't stop it. He keeps coming. Yeah, doesn't. And he's definitely got the. He might have been given the given the the talents, but he's def he's been given the mind though. Mm, absolutely, like he's a fucking football. Like he is a footballer. That guy. Yeah. Um, and like it's taken a while, but like this is this was his coming out party. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I mean, like he's had he's been one of the better performers for the Broncos ever since he sort of came into the side around Magic Round. Uh, yep. Do you think that, this was like, that sort of, you know, solidifies him being a six with Reynolds coming to the Broncos next next year? I, I think Reynolds coming to the Broncos definitely does. And that was the exact point I was going to make about this. That style of football he plays, the parts of the, the game it misses are exactly the parts of the game that Reynolds excels mm. at. And if you think back to the the premiership winning, the great premiership winning sides, they've had that, you know, and, and they're not exactly, you know, yin and yang as, as in opposites of each other, but that complementary mm. yeah. halves pairing that, that you can sort of min-max everything you need to across both players. I, th- so. I think the way he's playing and... In my opinion, you have him in the side just for his energy and his competitiveness. Yep. yep. Um, and and Turpin, for me, is is much the same mould. Um, obviously, he's he makes a lot of tackles in the middle as well, but he's he's also very competitive and, and puts himself in a game. Um, and I think the Broncos, when they've performed well this season, as an example, it's a result of of their energy and their effort far more than skill that puts them in position for a result. They're just not a really skillful team. That's where the Broncos are at um, for the last couple of years. Yeah. And that, I was going to say, he's, he's, he's the Preston Campbell in, in Campbell and and Gower. He's the, he's the foreign in foreign and, and DCE. Yeah. You know, it's, um, they just out enthused the Cowboys in this game. I thought, yeah, yeah, they really did. I mean, the Cowboys probably were a little bit harshly done by when they were start. They were starting to make a bit of a comeback there in the middle, but the Broncos were by far the better side overall, mm. and um, deserved like like thoroughly deserved the win. I will say, I've never really. I I, I can tell he's 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 a good footballer, but I haven't really got on board the. Katoni Stags hype. I haven't really got it. Yeah. Those two but, tries were but great. He, though, he they? did a couple of things in this game where I'm like, okay, I can, mm. I can start yeah. to see why there's a there's a, a lot of interest around him. So. Yeah, that's it. Nice. Socials on that one. Daniel said, murderous Frank and paralyzer Jordan. What a starting <laughs> prop lineup. <laughs> I mean, like two two props that literally like have runs on the board. It's like, you know, you're playing like a, a prison invitational side. Yeah. <laughs> Pick your poison. Um, Permanently right. maimed or murdered, whichever. Said Croft is the fucking worst. <laughs> Stephen said, my interest in the Broncos is dropping faster than my betting account, but a couple of wins here and there is just enough to keep me interested. Looks like Kevy is revving up the boys big time before the games. Hopefully the passion play can carry over to next season and we start the year better. So I agree. I think the outcome of this and the performances of this are closer to, to what you would expect out of these two teams. If this game happened in a vacuum and, and we knew nothing of the rest of their season performances, 
with both of these teams on paper, that that performance is about how you should have expected that Broncos team mm. to come out. Yep. This season's still been an underachievement for them. Uh, at Mad Dog underscore no space on Twitter, I see Katoni sticking his floppy dick inside the Cowboys tonight. Adam is yep. Adam underscore is boring on Twitter. Said Broncos have come a long way in the attack and actually look like they have a plan of some kind, more than just Payne Haas contributing this week. Defense is still soft as hell, though. Keep letting in very soft tries. That is true. Jake Granville wasn't the most. Uh, he, he's actually he's done pretty well as deputising in fullback the last two weeks. A little bit of a, you know, resurgence. He was definitely on the outer and and out of form. And. Yeah, Peyton's fucking masterstroke. Yeah, yeah. Like it's been a long time. I mean, like he did. He does have history, you know, playing fullback for I think for well, for Wynnum, and, mm. um, but mm. but that was a long time ago, and um and obviously in the in the power rankings for fullbacks in the club, he's probably third at best behind you know Hammer and and Val. You know what they say? Playing fullback is a lot like riding a bike. In that, Kalen Ponger is overrated at it. <laughs> uh, excellent. Um, now we move on to the uh, Saturday games, which ultimately became Sunday games. And the first one uh, was the Knights thirty-four defeating the Raiders twenty-four. The uh, Knights had a uh, hat trick to uh, Tuala, Brabham best, Kurt Mann, and Ponga with tries. Clifford four of six conversions and a penalty goal. The Raiders twenty-four came through uh, tries to Smith Shields, Papali'i, Young, and Gula. Croker four conversions. The more I see of Jared Croker since his return, the more I'm convinced he shouldn't have returned. Yeah. It's yeah. What the fucking, fuck is that? He's really bad. He's really bad. Do you think, I mean, it can't be like a, uh, like, you know, he hasn't come back too soon and the injury's not 100% and he's just protecting himself. Like, I just, it's just. Fuck me, he was out a long time. Yeah, I think it's just, no, to me, it looks like he's just lost it. Yeah. Whatever it is. Sometimes you you see, you know, we've spoken about it before, sometimes you see it happen progressively over the course of a season where you're like, fuck, that guy's. He's, he's maybe played a season too long. Yeah. But literally, he came back from injury, borderline fucking reserve grade at best. Yeah, it's, it's, it reminds <laughs> me of what happened to Michael Morgan last year. Mm. Remember, he came back too, and he was diabolical in that first game back. I mean, he did kind of claw it back a little bit, but he was never, you know, what he was. No. But he was, he was also in a position where he was touching the ball multiple times a set. And had yeah, the, yeah. you know the the team's attack riding on his shoulders. Yeah. I can't think of a player who's gone for an injury and come back, and has had the fucking the skills drop. It, it it's like fucking the good Space Jam. When all of a sudden you know they get the, their fucking basketball <laughs> sucked out of them by the bad guys. That's it, and and they just can't shoot anymore. It like yeah, it's it's that fucking dramatic, but. Um, obviously, recency bias and and my own my own team. The one the one I thought of was Mansour. Yeah, okay. Who, yeah, but he, came, was, he came back eventually, though. Like it took a long time, but he he did come back. He came, oh, he came back last year. That that season last year. Yeah, and he was close. He wasn't back. Yeah, but also his injury was so fucked. I mean, you That's can understand it. how it would stay in your mind for a little while. So yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. 
Like, if I, they've got to peel your face off to reconstruct it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look, you've got, you got to admire that guy's stones for even stepping back on the field at all. Yeah. Um, whereas Croker, I just, you know, it, it's fucking alarming. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. Um, for the Knights, I thought they handled, you know, the change and the disruption for this game and um, pretty well and played some, some reasonably disciplined footy. Uh, whilst Canberra seemed to just go back into the shell that they were in a month ago and they looked rattled through the game. And, and as the Knights came at them, they didn't look, look like they had a great deal of answers. Uh, despite their struggles, even in this game and, and over the course of the year, I think Josh Papali has um, gone from strength to strength. He had a couple of um, dips at the start of the season and, and Ricky... Um, you know, took him to task over it. But as the season's gone on, and um, he's been a real shining light um, week after week for, for Canberra. But um, unfortunately, it doesn't look like um, he's going to have a lot of mates. I just I think the Raiders, to, to really make an impact um, through into the finals, they really needed to ride that wave of, of the wins that they were putting together. And, and yep. this is a serious step in the wrong direction for him. Yeah. Tell you what, though, for the Knights, how impressive was Bradman best in what is... First game back, yeah. I, yeah. I would also say... what? Look, it's not forgotten, but but maybe one of the more underrated positions on the field these days. Like, if, if you look around the park and you go, right, you go, what's, what's the first position that you can skimp a little bit on in quality of player? Yeah. Center very often would would be the one, you know. If I yeah. if I went to you and said you, you can have a, a rep fullback or a rep center, what do you pick? Mm. You know, yeah. a rep second row or a rep center, what do you pick? Yeah. Uh, but fuck, he showed the value of a good one in this game. Mm. Yeah. You know, just his positioning, the energy he ran with, the efforts he made to get himself one on one with his opposite number. Yeah. That was a very fucking good center performance. He fits the mould of the Knights. I think that, you know, they get the best out yeah. of one another in their structure. Yeah. Um, I don't know that he's the same player on too many other teams in the comp, but the, the fit that he has in that squad, the respect that he has amongst the playing group and and the way his game has evolved since coming into first grade and, yeah. and the way the Knights play, I think they just fit each other really well. Mm. Yeah. Socials on that one. Dan from the Facebook group said, after beating Para last week, the talk was Raiders were on the up. This week just shows that was more about Para than the Raiders. Ooh. Ben said, stupid fucking game. <laughs> uh, Troy said, it was good to see that grab Rapana get his eye split. Actually, that's how I did mine. <laughs> uh, Danny. Said much better performance from the boys, even if they let the foot off the pedal at the end. Seems the chaos of Saturday just delayed the inevitable choke that is the Raiders and the rise of rugby league saviors, the mighty Knights. Fuck me, sir. Uh, and Jamie said, "Good to see the boys get a much-needed win, but really noticed the lack of aggression when the twins went off. Why isn't Clemmer that same angry prick that wanted to eat the kids of anyone that stood in his way?" That's probably a pretty apt description. He's. Uh, He's probably lucky at the moment that he's in an overachieving forward pack. Well, it's funny. I mean, like it was, it was, when they bought him, I mean, he was number one on the depth chart, and the side fitties were they, mm. they were nowhere at that point, you know. Yeah. And um, 
And now he's yeah he's 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 dropped he's third he is third, yeah. Mm, interesting. Anyway, on to the next one. Okay, uh, next game was uh, the Melbourne Storm thirty-seven defeating the Penrith Panthers ten. Uh, Storms thirty-seven came through tries to Remus Smith, um, Jesse Bromwich, Harry Grant, and uh, Dean Eremai with a hat trick. Uh, Nico Hines with a conversion, Cameron Munster with a conversion, Pappy with three and a field goal, and uh, Pappy with a penalty goal as well. Panthers 10, tries two, Naden and Sorensen, and uh, Burton, one of two. Look, just like every time Penrith play the Storm, um, the result is absolutely nothing to do with Melbourne, and it's just all about Penrith. And, you know, th- this one was just simply that Penrith had the majority of their best players out um, and and managed to still salvage respect against a team that's still dealing with the benefits of, of being the worst and most systemic cheaters in the history of the sport. This is the, so, quite possibly the the largest amount of bullshit that I think you've ever come out with on the show, and that includes the grand final episode last um, year. Well, again, it's ex- <laughs> exactly the same as the grand final. The storm don't matter in this equation. Um, the their team and their fans are absolutely fucking insignificant in the scheme of things. It just happened to be them that were there this week, and it was more so about Penrith's journey to inevitable glory in twenty twenty one. That they they're dealing with the the absolute fucking earth shattering loss of so many uh, future immortals. Fuck me, I don't know whether to call you an ambulance or a garbage truck, but fuck me, <laughs> that is <laughs> that is some horse shit. Um, <laughs> provide some balance, clean. <laughs> Look, I think I think what Jay's trying to say is that the storm were clinical and Penrith were severely down on troops, and this was the result most expected. Um, from Melbourne, and and you know, I'll leave it to to Jay to speak for the the Penrith side of things. But for Melbourne, I, I think the way that they're obviously Harry Grant came back in this game, played fifty minutes um, of pretty reasonable quality, um, and yep. Pappenhausen's getting you know progressively more minutes as as the weeks go on. And I think that'll be the Storm's focus now, and and it, you know what a Embarrassment of riches to have those guys coming in when you're, you're leading the comp and seem to be in cruise control um, yep. to fine-tune fi- fine your, your finals campaign um, around, you know, including those guys into the mix as well. Um, still not convinced Pappy's even close to being all the way back mentally, but um, every week he does a little bit more and a little bit more. And I, I would but imagine I'll, I'll tell you what, his- though, compared to Jared Croker, you know, from from what we were just saying. You'd probably give Pappy a pass for, for if he yeah. was if he was Croker, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's like, it. For his injury. Yeah, but, fuck yeah. Um, yeah, fuck, I don't know why I enjoy hating on Jared Croker so much, but it's always been a little bit of a thing for me. I do enjoy it. Um, I, remember, I, I remember way back to missing that goal. Yeah, I know. In like 2011 oh, or two, whatever it was, you yeah, know. Spraying him. So good. Yeah. <laughs> fuck him. Um, fuck the Raiders the, and fuck their fans. And fuck Mike Stevenson. The, the clearest difference. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Um, the Let's talk about players in this game. Between <laughs> the, fuck Charlie Staines? the <laughs> sides <laughs> was that Melbourne have maintained the, there, there are two things that, again, I think matter this season in this new style of football that's being played. The first, first is precision, the second's pace. And you need both of those happening throughout the course of 80 minutes for the majority of the time to be competitive in a top-tier side. Mm. And Melbourne have continued on that path of having both of those in their game. Uh, it shows the benefits of being a system-focused team. Uh, you know, we've been talking about one player goes out of any of the other teams that are, that are up in that top six and the wheels fall off. Whereas Melbourne can do things like lose somebody who was a shoe-in for origin like Pappenhausen and all of a sudden it's just next man up. Mm. Yep. Um, you you focus that on Penrith and they look tired. You know, they It's they fucking dangerous when someone associated with the Penrith Panthers looks tired. It's true. That's usually grounds for dismissal. <laughs> <laughs> Would be the Bulldogs, given their current uh, roster, but <laughs> Throughout most of 2020, they were like they came back from that the break fitter than any other team, and they carried that through the rest of that season. They'd been that way this season as well. They just went in and they understood that they could out enthuse people over the 80 minutes, and they look tired. There were situations in this game where their line speed was off. They weren't able to rest back control of the game like they had previously. And again, trying to do it against the best team in the competition at the moment is no easy task. But Without four players that you would that they would tend to lean on to do exactly that. That's it. <laughs> who who add to to the Penrith side both pace and precision. Mm. You know? Um look, I'm I'm a fucking Dylan Edwards stan and I will give him the benefit of the doubt. Until when though? Until like because he's the fucking it's, Jared Croker of the fucking Penrith <laughs> Panthers. That guy is a fucking the most and, and overrated player. We're talking, and we're talking about Glenn's comp. definition of Jared Quaker too, in the in the harshest possible terms. <laughs> um, and in saying that, I'm, you know, I'm essentially he's there because I can't think of a better option. It's because there isn't there isn't one. There I isn't mean, one. like Crichton, like Crichton is a he's a, a very good centre. Yeah, but he but he's he's been he's had games exposed at mm. fullback. Charlie yeah, you had Staines, a better option, but I don't know what the fuck yeah, he yeah. did. But you shipped the poor cunt off to the Tigers. <laughs> Are you talking about um, Shunter Laurie? <laughs> oh, and Charlie me. stays. I mean, when when you're, when you're missing when you're missing guns like uh, you know like like Toto, who's who's known to you know yeah. for whatever else he does on the field, he's known to he's known to cart a ball back. And yeah. bring you, and start your sets off in reasonable position, and then when you're and when you're losing that, and and you know, and that's being offset by the likes of Charlie Staines, who over the course of a fucking full game has four runs for fifteen meters, mm. and and misses and, and misses yeah, exactly. uh, a bunch. Never of has a player been more appropriately named. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean that that Ferrari shit needs to get straight into the bin now. I mean, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, look, that that's simple physics. You know, but but it really is a question of that team needing an attitude readjustment in terms of what it means to fucking dig deep and work hard. And I'm not at all saying that they're lazy or they didn't put in, but 
there are times previously where Penrith have been in games um, and in games where they were the favourites and been in a situation where they had pressure applied to them for a long time. And you could see the response in unity from the team. Mm. There was an upshift in tempo. There was an upshift in aggression. And it was across the field. Uh, that That's the most important thing they need to gain back as they make their charge home to the finals. You guys okay. got anything else to say on the um, unimportance of the storm? I think you covered no, it, mate. The, 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 storm, the storm were very good. I just think the, Pan, the Panthers should have been better despite, you know, because, if, you know, when you aspire to be one of those sorts of teams, there should be better, you know, there should, you should give better than, you know, than, than some of the, you know, capitulation that they did. Because I remember some of those tries, I mean, like the, the, the tries they did get, you know, weren't, they were, they were like an offers. Correct. Tries, you know. Um, David said, it's pretty incredible how Cleary on his own turns this side to a contender from a pub site, almost as influential as Tommy. Maybe. Fucking, it's it's more than just clear it. Like, I feel like I've got to balance out not just your bullshit, but some bullshit the other way. It's more than just fucking Cleary. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus, fuck. Uh, Why am I grave. the guy? Super Grover said, the disrespectful field goal. Love it. Yep. Uh, Nathan said, missing Tyrone May was huge. If he plays the Storm score 50. <laughs> um. Cathal, I, look, I think you pronounce it Cathal, or it's Cathal. I don't know. <laughs> Cathal it is. <laughs> I don't know. It's like Ethel with a C. Who knows? Always happy to win, especially when it's against the top side. At the end of the day, you can only beat what's put in front of you. But I wouldn't be getting carried away about today's result with Penrith having so many out. Hopefully the Panthers get their troops back. When we run it back in the grand final, see who really is top dog. Indeed. Uh, ben. Said Penrith won the last ten minutes, ten to one. Storm need to lift their game. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't normally do replies, but one the reply to that one was called uh, otherwise known as the Premiership minutes. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Jared said, "I thought Penny was going to get completely annihilated with who ran out for each team. Penrith should be proud of their boys. They're in that game a lot more than the scoreline suggests. Can't wait for the full strength battle. Fucking what is it with these?" measured sensible stop I've been used to fucking Super Grover and his Gronk friends for too long welcome <laughs> you new generation of fucking amazing Storm fans name, that was name much, one that's person that would way, class though. themselves as Super Grover's friend well you know him and his fucking like okay. his better you know, thank you for ilk. clarifying I'm, I'm sure I'm sure the 50,000 people all marching through Sydney for their freedoms wouldn't say that they're all friends but you know <laughs> Yeah. Get it. Ah, good analogy. Uh, Skillo214 on Twitter said, Storm were much smoother than last week and looked good most of the time in attack. Had the Anthers to Panthers until junk time. Rubbish defense last five to ten minutes. Josh Bomb early on was top notch. and Paps party tricks at the death were fun. How good. And uh, from Instagram, Mike Red 94 said, how can Cam Smith be goat if the Storm was substantially better without him, not to mention 300% more likable too? It is a fucking... Yeah. Good I agree. Question. Yep. On to the next one. The uh, Rabbitohs 50 defeated the Dragons at 14. Uh, this one, the Rabbits uh, had tries a double to Luttrell. Uh, Reynolds, Walker, Milne, Sua, Mansour, Arrow, and Kalomatangi 
all with tries. Reynolds, seven of nine conversions. The Dragons, 14 tries to Burns, Fuyamono and Sloan. Corey Norman with one conversion. Said many times that the only thing worse than the Dragons is their fan base, but Dragons are pretty fucking bad in this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, with power faltering uh, a little bit with Moses' absence, as we discussed earlier, and whilst I will admit this is a, this was a long way from a, a really polished performance, South looked to be assuming that mantle is the, the side most likely after Melbourne, Penrith, and, and Manly, um, and the fact that Luttrell has definitely gone to another level since Origin um, is... You know, the factor in Bennett tapering them for the finals. Cody you know. Walker having like a low key fucking Dally M season. Yeah. Himself. Yeah, exactly. In probably one of the hardest teams to have a Dally M season in. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you talk about distribution of points. You know, yeah. obviously the the fact that Reynolds is moving on, he's well respected amongst the playing, you know, like it just seems like Rabbitohs are just low key yep. building really nicely. Um, I don't know that, you know, the fact that they belted the Dragons is, you know, is a great tick in their premiership c- credentials, but it's the other stuff that they're doing and how they're going about their business. Um, but Latrell is a big one for me. He's, he just probably some yeah. of the best footy I've seen him play. I tell you, I, I look, and, and apart from my own side, apart from Penrith, I would say that the rabbits are probably the attacking side that I enjoy watching mm. most. When it's uh, on, like when it hits its mark, yeah. it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, and it's because like I look across the competition, and there's still that fuckhead part of my brain that looks at every team and thinks I could probably be part of that, even at my age. <laughs> if, I, if I had a good solid preseason, really, really put my nose to the grindstone. Like you know, if I, I could say, throw you know, my could... fucking left arm at a football and pick it up That's and run it. ninety meters only to walk back <laughs> for no fucking reason whatsoever, <laughs> like if Isaiah Yo can do what he does half retarded, <laughs> at, at least I could at least do it for twenty minutes off the bench. I'll give you, you know? ten. Um, but I'll you look at you, you look at South and how some of their attack is, is constructed. And the, the closest thing I can compare it to is me watching people dunk in the NBA. Mm. Because just no matter how hard I train or how hard I work, <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing what Latrell Mitchell yeah. <laughs> did. It's just they are such a fucking athletically talented football side. And I think that may be the, what makes them the dark horse. And I'm not suggesting that people aren't respecting their premiership credentials. But... There's not Fuck as much with. chat around them as as there are. Like, yeah. I think even in the media, it's it's generally viewed as a two horse race. And and there are some deficiencies in their side against the other you know heavyweight contenders. Their forward pack isn't, uh, you know, again, mm. whilst there's a lot of effort in there, they they're not as as dangerous, I'd say, as the the others. But whilst they're adequate but, defensively, I don't think. You know, you'd back Mel, uh, you'd back Melbourne or Penrith, a, pen, a full strength Penrith, yep, to defend their way to a win. Whereas, South are going to win by fucking just being on and blowing teams. That's it. That's it. So, yeah, um, yeah dra- look, fucking dragons, yet again, 
Like that, only that, one elite player in that club, and and he uh, he's out potentially for the rest of the season. Mm. I mean, uh, kind of clinging to 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 the scraps of one of the the minor positions in the eight. But uh, with Ben Hunt gone now, then that's that's the end yeah. of it, and they're, just, and they're going to be cannon fodder for anyone who steps up against them and the stepping yeah. stone for some of those teams underneath. How many more games will they have? You know, X amount of players serving one game suspensions. I think this is the last one. Wasn't oh, okay. it? I think this is the last and they had to serve it. Oh, yeah. I was like, you, a three you game, take so. Hunt out and then you've got that on top of it for for another couple of weeks. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. But I mean, I'll tell you what, you've got to give, give him credit. I mean, he's a tough cunt. Yeah. I mean, after playing like, you know, half a game earlier in the season, what, yeah. like a broken leg. Mm. Yeah. Fucking broken leg. And then he's played half of this game with a bro. He did in the first 20 minutes, I think. Mm. Like, I mean, what I've actually got to say, man, he's a tough motherfucker. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. And and Fuck. it wasn't like he was out there trying to keep his team in the game, if you know what I mean. Like he was yeah, out there, yeah. they were getting thumped, and he was still, you know, yeah. giving his all with a broken yeah. arm. Fuck it. Yeah. Jesus, Ash in the Facebook group said, "Ah, Wayne gets to admire both his latest creation and the ashes of the fire he lit on the way out of the dragon." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Grover said, Rabbit's taking the Mars bars out of the freezer and getting room service to place them on the Dragon's pillows. <laughs> were they were they the ones that, that club that, like, they were staying in the same hotel leading up to the game? Who was that? Or was that the uh, Raiders and the Knights? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think so. That's it, okay. Well, was, it, was, it, was it that they were staying in the same hotel or they were going up on the same flight and then the... And then they said, "No, fuck it. We don't know. We're not going. They're not coming on our flight with us. They can, you know, they get a separate flight. Fuck off. I don't know if it was a hotel or flight. Yeah, okay. Just, um, just on that previous comment, mm. quick, quick thought from both of you. Do you think the Rabbitohs, after Wayne goes, do they think? Do you think they go through the same thing? I, I think not. I think they've got a different age and different well, roster. And are you talking about like a, yeah. like the salting of the earth? Yeah, he's yeah. just signed Anthony Milford. Well, he did sign Milford to them. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. I mean, okay, no, no, I mean, that's textbook cool. salting salting behaviour, is it not? Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. I, I didn't realise that was official. I, I saw Darius is Darius is retired now, so you can't <laughs> sign him to them. So <laughs> the next <laughs> he signed Black Darius instead. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, just on on that note, did that shock anyone else? And and again, we had this discussion in the, the the private members WhatsApp group. Yeah, that the phrase "at the right price" is a yeah. fucking cop out. Like to say, "Oh, yeah, look, I'd take that player, but it'd have to be at the right price." Well, fucking, mm-hmm. of course it would, because mm-hmm. the wrong price is never okay for any player. But all did you read the articles around that where the the rabbits have come out and said that if you want money, we're not the club for you. But if you want to revive your career, mm. They essentially looked at him, or they've said they're looking at him, um, in a Benji Marshall replacement role. Yeah. So to, to take and on I what think, Benji's I think, doing, I think that could work for him, mm. honestly. Mm. And if he goes there with that, and if he signed on with that mindset, that he is actually looking to revive, you know. And, yeah, I've, and, I've said know, it before. I think the Broncos set Milford up for failure. They wanted to be, be several things that he's just not: a a five eight, b a fucking a player that can take on and handle a huge amount of responsibility and be a focal point of of the team yeah. set after set after set. He's but just again, not yeah, that guy. but, but the in thing. the 16, 16 and fifteen, I mean, he kind of was that. But look, we're I mean, he would have won the before. Clive Churchill Medal if fucking Kyle Felt got pushed into touch. <laughs> um, you know, like so. We talked about it before in the Broncos game. 
right? Let let's take um, like who was a great. Let, let's take prime Benji Marshall. Mm-hmm. You know, oh oh five oh six Benji Marshall. Prime part- prime Benji was probably ten eleven, but yeah, I take your point. Oh, okay, when the Tigers won, you know, yeah, but. Yeah. That's and and like put him in the halves with Cody Nicarima. What happens to his legacy? Well, man, you know, he's, in what, the, he's in the halves with John Morris for a while. I what, what other examples? <laughs> um, you know, give uh, Preston Campbell. You know, put put him in the halves with Nicarima. Mm. What happens to him? You know, it. Uh, the, the, I, I agree. The Broncos have fucked him up. Um, finally on that game, Devon Head said, at least now we've conceded 50, we can start planning our end-of-season trip and sell those grand final tickets we bought back in April. Hashtag <laughs> Mars Barbecue. Uh, the um, Titans, 34, defeated the Bulldogs, 6. Uh, Titans scored their points through a double to Brian Kelly. Uh, Ash Taylor, Big Tino, Essen Masters and uh, Mazu scored tries. Sexton, 5 of 6 conversions. The doggies had a try to Beyond Yodo and a conversion to Kyle Flanagan. Ash Taylor would look nothing to say about this game. <laughs> Ash Taylor would look <laughs> worth every one of his million dollars if he played the dogs every week. It's the best game I've ever seen him fucking play in his life. <laughs> yeah. The best best game for best best game Brian Kelly's played since he's been at the Titans as well. True. Uh, fucking you know, they, they were all I mean, they were just all they were all on. <laughs> and the dogs are running out of fucking excuses because this is a game where if they want to if they want to build themselves on a bed of incremental improvements and valiant fucking performances against good teams, mm. these are, this is a game where they need to be in it up to their eyeballs and they were blown away from the fucking first minute. Yeah, you were. They were, and Fafita. Didn't start the game, so they were yeah. they, the game was well and truly fucking done before the the real target or, or the real strike power came on uh, the field. The first try for Tino set the tone for the game. It was soft as fuck right through the middle under the sticks, um, and the dogs didn't get any better for the rest of the game. To be quite honest, and um, scored a try right on the right on the buzzer to save themselves some sort of dignity, um, but. Yeah, Titans went about their business and got the job done. Um, I think the dogs were pretty ordinary all around. And, um, you know, much as you just said, Nate, the the games where they were losing valiantly and, you know, you could trot out the cliches in the press conference are a distant memory. And, you know, there's some some pretty bad losses just in, in recent weeks for the dogs. Yeah, and I guess it's a, a big a big testing ground for the dogs coming up too because they got two games against the Tigers, who are now in that zone where the Titans should have been before this game, of like, this is a chance. Now this is a game where you've got a chance. Yeah, and as we all so, know, the Tigers never fucked that up. So the dogs are in for some fucking and a couple more horrible losses. <laughs> <laughs> and Flanagan Flanagan gets his recall, doesn't really do much of anything, and. Mm. Subsequently, drops again this week. Yeah, I think. And 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 I tell you what, one thing, one thing that I know from observing the game of rugby league over the last probably thirty-five to forty years is that teams are fucking awesome at building combination when you're dropping and shuffling the halves every fucking week. Yeah, 
Masterstroke Trentius. Jay in the socials, the Facebook, said, I wonder how Fafita's teammates feel about him soaking up a mill of the salary cap and sitting on the bench waiting for lower paid players to do the work so he can come in and shine. They're doing it. They're doing it up in North Queensland, town as well. Like you know, they're try. I think they're just trying to figure out that you know Fafita is not amazing every single game. So I think he, I think Holbrook's just trying to figure out a way to maximise the abuse that he inflicts on other teams. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting question though. I wouldn't have a problem with it if it gets results. Like my position yeah. on everything is, I give no fucks as long as the results are evident on the field. Yeah. And and I think as a player, you should also give no fucks. Yeah. In fact, it would all, you know, I'd, I'll tell you, if I was in a team and the coach said to me, I'll tell you what, we're going to wait until just before they get their first swap and everyone's really fucking spent. Yeah. And then you're, you're just going to go out there and look like a fucking hero. Score a try and fucking, yeah. you're going to love it. That's it. Uh, Jai said, Mitch Rain darting out of dummy half and looking crafty. Ash Taylor kicking 40-20, setting up and scoring tries. Isan fucking masters scoring tries. Wonder which team the Titans are playing. Doggies making mediocre players look like superstars. Jason said, it's no longer worth my time or effort to be angry at how this season has unfolded. I just want answers. And to know what the plan is to move forward with the rest of this season. It's no good talking about the players we have coming next year. You have to live in the here and now. There is no plan. They're three points behind second last place on the ladder at this point. Three, mm-hmm. So three wins behind. And there's, what, five games left? Yeah. They aren't getting off the spoon position this year. There are no miracle fucking teams, you know, yeah. balling over the Broncos to take them out. Um, I don't think there is another plan for this year. I think they're going to limp to the limp to the end. Maybe jag a win or two over the West Tigers. And... They're fucking. waiting for fucking. They're waiting for Fox and 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 Burton and, yeah. and those boys to show up. But you know, again, I, look, I know, I know you've said it's no good talking about the players you have next year, but that's exactly what you should be fucking talking about. It's the, that is literally the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, <laughs> I mean, if if I'm a dogs fan, I am sitting there with a fucking fruity drink with an umbrella in it, whether I'm next to a pool or not, kicking back and celebrating that those players want to come to my club, who is the fucking worst club in, in recent memory. Yeah. It's, it's an impressive snake oil job when they've been fucking pretty diabolical for a couple of seasons now <clears throat> and look destined for the spoon this year and they've managed to get these guys to, to sign on to whatever, whatever the vision is. Exactly. Well, I mean, it's all the the vision is enriching your bank account with yeah, but lots in, of money more than you could get at any other club. But in contrast, places like the Tigers can't sign mm. anyone. Mm. Yeah, including some of the players that signed into Bulldogs <laughs> yeah. for less money. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Maybe. Maybe the uh, yeah the gust factor has been. Mm. Critical but, for, the, you know, for the for the Tavita Pangai thing and <clears throat> yeah, you know, true. The, the more the more recent guys. Yep, that's it. Like obviously, Fox the deal was done a long time ago, and that was strictly homesickness combined with you know straight up fucking kizash. Yeah, and <laughs> Burton's is obviously Burton's sell- and and Naden's selling points were you know first grade 
positions locked in all the time. And now with injuries and, and fuckery this year, Burton kind of has been a mainstay of first grade, but um, that wasn't necessarily going to be the case at the time he mm. signed the contract. You know, that was just the, you know, the way things panned out. Yeah, spot on. That's it. On to the next one. The Mighty Manly Sea Eagles. And I will let you know before you get started with your fucking shit. It's rich boomers, coming from you. The boomers game started. It started, has it? That's yes. right. Well, I'm happy for the I'm happy for the first half to be over and then we you know, then we sail through and hopefully win. So how good's the Olympics though? I was shitting on the Olympics on this show, I'm pretty sure, like a week ago. Before it started. But I fuck it, I tell you, I have been thoroughly fucking roped yeah, in. I fucking love it. Doesn't matter what sport. I have been thoroughly I've watched nothing every night for the last ten days or eleven days, nothing from six o'clock onwards except Olympics. And all yeah. day when I work, instead of like streaming a series of a TV show or some shit, fucking Olympics has been going on my yeah. second morning. Motherfucker, That's I caught it. some trampolining this morning. I was critiquing the balance beam and the gymnastics tonight. I was too. I mean, I mean you could you can see when they were taking you know, they were taking those you know, little balance steps and stuff. And, and really, I, I other than the fact that most of them are the same height as me, I've fucking got nothing in common with gymnasts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You except... do not look twelve. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably competing with them for the same boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> same amount of body hair. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Thanks to Manscaped. The Mighty Manly Seagulls 40 defeated the Sharks 22 uh, at Suncorp again. Uh, the Manly side, a uh, hat trick to Tommy Turbo, a double to Jason Zarb. Should have been a hat trick too, but he fucking spilled it. Uh, Garrick and Harper also with tries. Garrick, six of seven conversions, defeating the Sharks. Tries two, uh, double to Will Kennedy, double to Braden Trindle. Trindle, three of four conversions. Go on, get it over this, with. Well, this, this, was, this was exactly the game I expected it to be. We got big fish to fry over the next two weeks in the storm, followed by the eels, and so I think the objective in this one was to get the two points that we needed on the ladder. And it seemed like this time, and like Desi's been kind of fucking around the last few weeks in terms of like his his interchange and leaving players on for the entire fucking game and just like trying to run with sixteen to whatever end he's doing. I'm not sure. This time, it seemed like in the first half, especially that he just told them to go out there and just fucking go berserk and throw caution to the wind and just try stuff because they were doing some ridiculous fucking shit to open up the Sharks and trying some plays that, you know, that we may see more in the finals when it counts. Like when Daly kicked it on like the first or second tackle down the middle of the field and Saab was in inland and ready to get it and he, and, you know, and picked it up and nearly went the length and scored. And I think things like that, they were just, they were just far more flamboyant in attack in that first 20 minutes. And it didn't, it didn't necessarily come off every time, but, and that flamboyant sort of had, there was a lot of like impatience as well, like trying to score off the first and second tackle and stuff like that. Then when they settled down and just started running the points in, that was fine. But then once again, Ooh, it was a tight game there with the booms. And, um, <laughs> The uh, and when they start and then when they started making mistakes through being like uh, overly flamboyant, that gave the sharks an inroad back into the game to get it a little bit closer. And so I think at half time they would have gone in there and said, "All right, fucking, let's just secure the two points." And they came out, obliterated them, and um, and that was basically it. Rested, you know, rested both of the turbos and uh, shuffled things around with about you know fifteen minutes to go, 
and uh, Sharks got a couple of junk tries, but otherwise it was just a, a very fucking pleasing attacking performance. And um, marking time this week, they got a big game, obviously, next week against the Storm. They had players out that are coming back for the game against the Storm. So uh, I think it was just get the two points. Let's not get injured by any, you know, anyone injured and get the fuck out of there. And uh, yeah, that's what they did. And uh, Turbo again, majestic. It was just like, like everyone except for Brad Parker was good. I mean, Brad Parker had an absolute fucking shocker, especially in the first half. I mean, he was pretty much responsible for, uh, you know, like well, most of the points that the Sharks scored. No, I think all the points they scored in the first half anyway. But um, but other than that, you know, everyone's great. Harper was great. Um, but Tommy Turbo put on, you know, a variety of tries to, to you know, show his wares. And I think, I'm not a super coach player, but I remember seeing on social media, I think he was tied or like a point behind the super coach record which i think cleary had but that was before corrections and then i think i saw this morning that even even with you know half of the corrections he was supposed to get it was going to be some new fucking record so statistically incredible couple hundred meters hat trick hat trick of tri assists and uh i just enjoyed the way i wish i, I hate it when he takes the tough hit ups because you just fucking you're just like fuck are you gonna get up from it but um but he, I like how he, show, he showcased a couple of different fucking, you know, facets with his try scoring. I mean, one was like the under sevens look for a gap and just fucking, you know, run sideways, find the gap straight through it, score the try. Then there was the other one where he sort of, uh, you know, ran the good line after he did the wraparound with Lachlan Croker. And then the other try where he just brute forced his way through like three sharks and still got the ball down. So it's having a great year. Team's having a great year. They got this shit together. Let's hope they keep it that way. I can't now recall. I, I can't recall a more dominant season from an individual player than what he's doing. You know, the try assists, the tries, the the general play, uh, the impact he's had on the team um, since since coming in. I can't remember. I reckon maybe Sterling, eighty seven. I think it was around then, where he just every every game. Um, was was fucking outstanding. Yeah, Joey had some good seasons back in the you know mm. sort of did not right at the end of his career, but sort of towards you know like around that sort of two thousand one mm. yeah sort of year as well. Um, it turns out with the injuries, I mean, he comes back better every time. Every time after his injuries, so it's like he's fucking like it's like doomsday. He gets injured and then fucking <laughs> and then builds a layer of people <laughs> builds a layer of fucking bone and becomes comes back even better and harder each time. <laughs> So, uh, on the socials for that one, Christopher, who has some fucking sensational beardage going on there. Nice. The, I respect the, a good beard. The fucking maintenance on that thing is more than Tommy puts into his hamstrings. Um, it says Mudalino, Mulatalo, must be a straight A student. Mudalino. <laughs> that's his new name. And that's Mudal- the name of the episode. <laughs> It can be. It can be. It's, I was going to go his... with fake crabs, but it can be Mudalina. It should have been C and C, but anyway. Yeah, well. Gonna make you sweat. <laughs> um, fuck, what a night. What a night for Italian people. We've got Mudalino and Fichole. <laughs> yeah, the old Fichole. Oh, fuck. <laughs> speaking, of Fichole, speaking of Ficholes, fucking Will Chambers. <laughs> I love a bit of spice, and I mean, he single-handedly made the game spicier, and and 
in, in fact, he got in ahead of his own players and had like, you know, the, the fat mess Toby Rudolph lose his fucking mind and try and headbutt fucking Ruben Garrick. Um, but I tell you, I enjoyed the spray, not knowing what he said to, to Dylan Walker, but, you know, presumably, you know, we could sort of, you know, we could infer what he said. But it wasn't the content of it. It was just the fucking length of the spray. And he just didn't, his mouth did not stop moving for fucking five minutes straight, nonstop chat. <laughs> I fucking loved it. And the, and when you talk about the socials, I love that even um, Manly on the on their Instagram account put the, the team song from the dressing sheds in the, they put it up on Instagram after the game, as, as all clubs do. The comments of that Instagram video, every comment's just tagging Will Chambers. <laughs> And look, I'll tell you what, here's the thing. My stance is if he wants to fucking give it to a guy that bashed his wife while she was holding a baby, that's fine with me. So for this for this I, instance and this instance only, Will Chambers gets a pass. Oh, no, I, I, I would, under any circumstances, someone talking mad shit is totally fine. That's I don't give it. a fuck what they say at all. To who they say, and nor to who they say it. It's funny Will Chambers did it though when he missed, you know, when he missed like fucking six tackles and fucking did nothing all game and, and you know, and, and got dunked on repeatedly. But I still, I still love the fact that the game. He may be one of the last fucking guys that has <laughs> does that like that level of fucking chat through a game. So you know, I, I love having him in the game. I'll tell you what, I've just discovered the single greatest individual season in sport, and it's better than Tommy's. It's the so, fucking Olympic campaign of future Prime Minister of Australia, Matisse Thibel. <laughs> Fuck me. It was me. pretty good. If He's he could amazing. have just, if, if only he could have lifted the sixes to the same heights single-handedly well, yeah, as he's done with the boomers. You know how we spoke about crabs and fake crabs? Yeah. He's got a fucking fake Aussie in front of him. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. so back back to our bearded friend Christopher. Who said Mudalino must be a straight A student at the Novaluma School of Winger Defence? <laughs> John said Will Chambers is the bloke at Park Footy that, when they're down by twenty, tries to talk shit and niggle with the opposition. The only problem is he's an illiterate dumb cunt. <laughs> and Bennett said Chambers finishes the night with six missed tackles as the Sharks lost forty twenty-two. He was taken from the field with five minutes left to play. Oof, that's probably the most damning thing. Getting hooked in that position. Yep. That's us. Nice. Well, on that note, that is, uh, that's it for episode 421. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. As always, uh, hit up thisweekinleague.com forward slash links to uh, check out the multitude of ways you can interact with us on social media and otherwise uh, join our Patreon if you want to support the show. Uh, so patreon.com forward slash Twill Nation. Uh, drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend. All that good shit. And got some wonderful patrons to shout out this week. Adam is boring, whose name came up in the in the socials. Uh, I saw. Fantastic. Uh, Mitch G and Andrew Sutherland, aka my old mate Big Andy. Good to see you still around, my man. Um, that is it for the episode. We have Boomer's game to watch, right? We certainly do. So on that note, we'll be recording again tomorrow night <laughs> for the preview episode. <laughs> so uh, thanks, fucking Queen Anna. For, for locking our week down and uh, and yeah that's it any, any, any final words fellas can't Go wait for the preview episode why is that mate you sound so sad <laughs> unlike about- Will Chambers 
I'm here for an offload <laughs> in life and on the field. I appreciate your concern. Thank you very much. Look forward to talking See? about the Tigers playing the fucking Bulldogs. Fuck me. Yeah. See, I've offered, I've offered to receive the offload, but you're having trouble giving the offload. So you need to take yourself to nrl.com forward slash state of mind to learn the tools that help you in giving and receiving offloads, Glenny. Or I could give you a couple of other websites to visit that help you deal with CNC. Oh, buddy. <laughs> I love you, but please don't refer me to any websites. <laughs> Talk to you boys tomorrow night. See ya. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.